<laughs> go. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Go. Uh, you're not the boss of me. Ah, welcome back. We're back. We are. We're back. We are. Yes. On this sunny day again. This is the last one, though, of the year. Is it? <laughs> have, you, have you decided? I've decided. <laughs> this, is this is the last, the proper last day of summer. It's all going now. That's it. Cool. Cool. Well, thank, thanks for the heads up. Yes. So we're back about, what are we talking about? Vampire films. Yeah, More we vampire films. This is our first official part two, isn't it? Yeah. Officially mm. part two. Yeah. 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 Sorry, my butt hurts from the vomit earlier. That's okay. Do you want to explain that and put some context in? or do you No, just I'll just say my butt hurts from the vomit and leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no spoilers here. Uh, no, I got up this morning quite early, about seven, and decided to have a trip to the local supermarché mm -hmm. and stepped out of the front door and there's steps that obviously go down into the street and I slipped and landed on my ass, and it turned out somebody had puked all over the steps of the building. And I slipped in there, vomit. Yep, so that was the start of my day. What a horrific start to the day. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what? <laughs> God. Imagine I've broken my neck. Like, how did you know? Imagine if that's how I died. And just St. Peter just trying not to laugh as you approach the pearly gates. How did you die? I slipped up in a puddle of someone else's vomit. It's the someone else's that does add the injury to the insult. Yeah, Or the it insult is. to the injury. The injury was clearly we cracked your ass on the floor. But. <laughs> yeah. mm. Other than that, I'm fine. How are you? I'm all right. I've had, I've had some sleep. Had a very busy week. Mm. Um, I've, I've had an energy drink. Oh, yeah. And I now have a coffee, so. Yes. Yeah. It was Friday the 13th this week. It was Friday the 13th yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. and it was a full moon. It was. Do you believe any of that? Um, I believe that the doorman at the bar I worked at nearly got glassed by some rando who decided to try and take his glass outside last night and didn't appreciate being told he couldn't drink outside. Ooh, weirdos come out. Yeah. Mm. Right. I just finished work and went home to mine. <laughs> I, I had like a few days throughout the week that I was like, this is just like going so shit. Mm. And then I realised Friday was like, and today's Friday the 13th. But actually Friday, fine. Yeah. No problems. I'm very busy at work, which is quite unexpected, but mm. I can't really blame that on lunar cycles. <laughs> Any hooskies? Mm. On to some more vampire films. We're starting in 96, we're ending in 2000, and I don't know, for, uh, 13. Cool. Because nothing's happened in the last <clears throat> six years. Mm. Not talking uh, about that whole From Dust Till Dawn TV series, then. I've actually not watched it. Oh, I watched the first episode, didn't rate it. Yeah, I, I've not heard good things. Anyway, let's start. So we left you in the middle of a decade, which I did feel bad about. Mm -hmm. My OCD did, anyway. 1996, from Dust Till Dawn. Yay! <laughs> now this one I do like. I love this film. Mm. Yes, uh, written by Quentin Tarantino. Mm -hmm. His first paid writing job. Was it? Yeah, story by uh, Robert Kurtzman, who is more of a producer, and I think he's actually a stuntman as well. Mm. But yeah, he came up with the story, and he got. Nasty. He's a visual effects guy. He came up with the story, right? And he asked Quentin Tarantino to write the script, mm. and in return, he did Tarantino a favor, and he did the ear slicing scene from Reservoir Dogs. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. That's how that all came about. Speaking of visual effects, I think I might actually know who did the visual effects for this one. And I know it wasn't Stan Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's Stan Winston. <laughs> who was it? Tom Savini. 
Yes. Yeah. He's in it. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. He's been quiet recently. He has, yeah. Mm. Starring George Clooney. Well, saying that, Rodriguez and Cameron worked on Alita Battle Angel. They did that. And who saw that? Uh, a few people. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's on my list. Uh, yeah, starring George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, Harvey Keitel, Juliet Lewis, Ernest Liu, Selma Hayek, mm-hmm. Cheech Martin, Cheech Martin, Cheech Martin. Cheech Martin. <laughs> he's in it. Yeah, he's three different characters in it. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's the, the, the border, border patrol, patrol guy. guy. He's the pussy vampire, and I think he's the gangster at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny Trejo, mm-hmm. Tom Savini. Fred Williamson, and a young John Hawkes, who's in the opening scene. Mm. So yeah, uh, when I first saw this, I just, like I didn't know it was a vampire film. Mm. I think someone had said, like, oh, Dusk of Dawn is really good, it's like a good horror film, but I didn't know it was vampires. Right. And the best thing about this film is it does completely switch yeah. from a like road movie to a horror vampire mm. film. Yeah, and it's crazy. Um, like it's almost got that kind of like zombie feel to it as well though where like they're under constant horde pressure There's, the vampires aren't by any means your traditional vampires yeah they've got the whole thing where like they said oh they're really their bodies are like really soft and you've got the whole thing was like you know my man here like he's got a nice firm body with these vamps you hit him hard enough he'll take his head clean yeah, off yeah. Like, and that happens it. a few times and it's <laughs> yes, bloody it does. hilarious yeah and it is, it is gory and there's like especially that that first kind of attack scene mm. when Selma Hayek turns yeah. and it all just da da and it fucking goes, doesn't it? You've got the band playing. Yeah, the, obviously they've got the body, this little mutilated yeah, yeah. guitar axe with the legs shoved up the breast. Yeah. I think it's totally different from like the, the beginning to the end because the very first scene is the, the one in the, um, it's like in a grocery store. Yeah. And there's John Hawkes plays the guy behind the counter. I never said help us! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that whole scene's like, it's great it's all mm. great and then it goes on and then yeah it just flips even like I think if this film didn't have vampires in it it'd still be a good film yeah I don't think it's a bad scene in it <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe some of the Quentin Tarantino stuff mm. he is weird he is weird he oh yeah it. they do have the, yeah I forgot about that I think I decided to delete that aspect of it out of my brain <laughs> uh, yeah the other people they had in mind to play the character of Seth, who's George Clooney's character, mm. it was uh, Antonio Banderas, mm-hmm. Michael Madsen, obviously, yep. Tim Roth, John Travolta, hmm. Christopher Walken. I would have mind seeing a Christopher I think, Walken yeah, version. Yeah, and Steve Buscemi, which I don't. I don't know. It would be a different film. Because <laughs> he plays that hitman in Things to Do in Denver when you're dead. I have seen that in years. He's actually really creepy in that and like quite yeah. actually intimidating. So I don't know, maybe you could have pulled it off. Um, maybe. I don't know. Like, the Christopher Walken one I would like to see. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Mm. And also at the time, like, it was so not a George Clooney film. Mm. Like, I think he was... Still, Still on ER, ER or yeah. just finished ER? I know it's like a couple of years after he did that cameo in Friends, so ah, right. basically playing his character from yeah. ER. But yeah, he was like every mum's favourite actor, mm. and all of a sudden he's like tattooed mm. and swearing and killing vampires. And yeah. Funnily blah. enough, I watched this with my mum. It's one of those films you shouldn't watch with your mum that you think she might actually enjoy. And my mum did actually really enjoy it, and I know exactly why. George Clooney? Yes. <laughs> uh... But yeah, it is great, and I saw this when I was a kid and loved it, and mm. this is like, I, yeah, a lot of time for this film, mm. a lot of time for Selma Hayek. 
Yep. I think that's when I first like came online as a female. <laughs> like, oh wow, women! <laughs> the first time I saw her doing that dance. Mm. Interesting fact: she is uh, had to she she was terrified of snakes mm. and went to like uh, therapy and all this to overcome her fear just to do this or that one scene. Thank you, Selma. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah, the yeah uh, the titty twister bar mm. that we see that was all built and it burnt down. Really? Yeah, let's build it again. We don't really go for the plot. What is the plot? The plot is the, um, was it George, George, George. Yeah. George Seth. Clooney and his brother. Yeah, so Seth, Seth Richie. That's it. Played by Quentin Tarantino. Two brothers who are are they bank robbers or? Yeah, essentially. Uh, so yeah. It's the Gecko Brothers. That's it. Uh, George Clooney's character has been broken out of jail by um, Quentin Tarantino's character. So yeah. Seth has been broken out by Richie. And they've basically stopped off to get supplies and they've taken hostages in this. They're, yeah, so they're heading to Mexico to yeah. meet Cheech number four. Yeah. <laughs> and they need to get across the border, so they kidnap Harvey Keitel and his kids in mm. their RV mm. and hide in the back, get to Mexico, hide out in this bar called Titty Twisters for the night, mm-hmm. and in the morning. They should just, you know, meet, meet the guy, Cheech Martin yeah. and that's it. Turns out the bar is... Open from dusk till dawn. Yes, and also <laughs> infested with vampires. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, Danny Trejo's great in it. Tom Savini's great in it. Fred Williamson is the guy who does that, uh, oh, is it Nam speech. Yeah, oh, he's great in that. <laughs> Before Tom Savini creeps up behind him. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he does the fingers the over the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, good film. If you haven't seen it... Watch it. Have you got a personal favourite kill in the film? I do. Oh, <laughs> actually, yeah. The um, the the kid, the uh, Harvey Keitel's son. Oh, the one he's got the one he's got the water gun film. No, when he water. dies. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, kill me, uh, kill me. Uh. <laughs> it's like, just kill him, just mm. fucking kill him. Uh, personal favourite is when Harvey Keitel kills the Nam guy. He's obviously he's got the, the shotgun with the big handle on it and he's got a baseball bat across it so he's using it as a crucifix. Yeah. Firing at them, cocking it, holding yeah. the crucifix back it's up. It's very cool, yeah. And then um was it yeah, the big guy sort of like breaks the baseball bat, so he just rams it through his stomach and he's shooting vampires through him and pumping it while yeah, it's still oh, in yeah. his stomach. That is absolutely awesome. Yeah, it is great. Um, I do like the head pop on Sex Machine, Tom Savini's character when he goes as well with the whip. Mm. Oh, it's yeah, just that yeah. really nice shot as it pans up and George Clooney just like wrapping his arm around it to just kind of get the tension. Donk. And yeah, it does just literally pop off and he turns into that. Forgot big his penis gun. Of course. And he shows up in uh, Desperado as well briefly. Ah. Hmm. Tom Savini has a penis gun. A penis gun. It's a yeah. gun on his dick and it. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's got two spinning six barrels that are slightly lower than the barrel than either side of it. Yeah, 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 penis gun, it's great. Yeah, that, again, that was in Robert Rodriguez, I think it was his next movie, when he did Desperado with Antonio Banderas. Ah. So he got to make his Antonio Banderas movie and give him the penis gun. Yes. I like to think that Tom Savini didn't tell anyone and then just showed up on set and we just sat there and just <laughs> did it and they were like, oh wow. Giggity <laughs> 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 Uh from dusk till dawn, and there was a few sequels. Uh, yeah, Two. I've seen I've seen one of the sequels. Yeah, you've got um, Texas Blood Money and um, The Hangman's Daughter. That's it. I, I've not seen either all the TV shows. Uh, the second one's got Robert Patrick of uh, Terminator, Terminator Two, T One Thousand fame. Yeah, cool. No. 
<laughs> no, not and, cool. Yeah, somehow a load of the characters from the first movie that blatantly died, like some of the vampires that were alive, like Danny Trejo's in all three movies. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, the, ha- the Hangman's Daughter is, um, is a prequel. Okay. And it turns out that, yeah, there's actually a, a huge kind of almost... Um, Aztecian temple underneath the titty twist. Well, you see that at the end of the first one, the very last yes, shot. Yes, of course you do, don't you? Yeah, the very last shot is it's the back of the titty twister, and mm. it actually turns out the bar is on top of some like Aztec kind of pyramid. Mm. Forgot about that. And all the bit. trucks and all that dumped in there, and that like giant grave thing. Cool soundtrack to that movie as well. Yeah, the band. Uh, um, the band in the film are an actual band, and I can't remember what they're called. Um, uh, I forget they they do the soundtrack for Desperado as well. Ah. Um, which you haven't seen Desperado, nothing to do with vampires, but also it's just a wicked. I don't think I've seen Desperado. It's a brilliant gunplay, gun porn movie. Mm. It's just ridiculous twin handgun shootouts. It's like a, a Spanish John Woo kind of thing. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's so you know, Robert Rodriguez made El Mariachi, it was like yeah. his first movie, yeah. shoestring budget, I think it's either four grand or eight grand. And Desperado's just a remake, isn't it? Remake slash sequel. Yeah. Same thing they did with Evil Dead 2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's, well, uh, was it Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Yeah. That's it. That's Which one. is hugely underrated. I, I've seen it once. I can't remember much about it. Yeah, Johnny Depp has a great blind... That's it. He loses there. his eyes, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're still in the 90s. Oh, actually, we've got two films from 1998. Did you want the one in my left hand or the one in my right hand? I'll go for the one in your left hand. It's Blade. Yay! Blade. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> <laughs> this is again one of the most quotable films of all time. <laughs> Blade from 1998. Mm. It's based on a comic book character, and some people would say this is responsible for, well, all, you know, the MCU essentially. Uh, yeah, I'd give them that. Particularly yeah. like the sort of the, the Fox stuff that followed straight afterwards. And mm, anyone who says that you know Deadpool was the first Marvel <clears throat> R-rated movie, <laughs> yeah, Blade. Uh, yeah, I love Blade. Um, so the character of Blade first appeared in the Tombs of Dracula in 1973. Did you research comic books? I researched a comic book. I'm so proud <laughs> of you. <laughs> Do you know how much that comic book will cost you these days? I do not. About five or six hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. That's not too bad. Not too bad. So, directed by Stephen Norrington, who mm. went on to do um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. We all make mistakes. And uh, that was his lot. I don't think he's made anything since. <laughs> yeah. And written by David S. Boyer, mm. who's... He's done loads of stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been writing a lot of the... Dark Knight trilogy? He worked on that. He worked on Man of Steel, Justice League. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, clearly nailing it. <laughs> it stars Wesley Snipes, Stephen Dorff, Chris Christopherson, mm. uh, and Bushy White, right, sorry, uh, Donald Logue. Donald Logue's um, the guy from Gotham. He's Harvey. He's brilliant. Well, Donald like, Logue, I yeah. love him. He's great in this. He takes a lot of damage in this yeah. film. He's like, arms cut off, set well, yeah, on fire, so beaten. Set on fire, arm cut off, next arm cut off, face ground against the train. That's it, um, yeah. That yeah. awesome. Uh, Udo Kier, Ali Jover, and Tracy Lords. Yeah, she's the right at the beginning. Yeah. That's it, she's the one that lures him yeah. to the, uh, mm. the thing. To that awesome, awesome Underground scene. rave, yeah. That <laughs> scene is amazing, and I had to hear that song every night at work for the next bloody however yeah, many yeah. years. I think I started working bars in two thousand, two thousand one, and they were still playing that song three <laughs> times a night at every dance night we had. Like, it's Operation, it's called Operation Blade. So. Ah. Um, they were trying to make this for years. Mm. This film back in ninety two, they had an idea to make it with LL Cool J, mm. 
It's, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it didn't happen. Wow. And then New Line at 1.1 to make it like a spoof. Mm, I'm really glad they did. Think Blackula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Snipes, he signed on in 96 mm. after he, his failed attempt to get Black Panther made. Which I didn't realize. Really? Yeah, I back didn't in the 90s, where they signed to trying to get Black Panther made, it didn't mm. work out. And so then he signed on to do Blade. Was this still a couple, this is a few years after Demolition Man, wasn't it? I think Demolition Man was 94. Mm. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, he tried to get it. Uh, so yeah, 96 he signed on and it came out in 98. Um, yeah, the end. It was only Wesley Snipes, Larry Fishburne, or Denzel Washington were the only three considered. Mm. Which I can only see. Actually, I can see all three of them really. Yeah. Maybe not actually Denzel Washington. I don't know. Have you seen stuff like the Book of Eli, where he's just a yeah stop killing machine? He's like, a bit like too charming. I think it would have been a much more of a brawler movie rather than martial yeah. arts as well. But like Snipes is like martial arts, scary, yeah, badass. Yeah, Definitely. he did all the a lot of the choreography, didn't he? Mm, yeah, and you can see like it's mm. it's him, and it is mm. cool as fuck. And actually, do you know what this film reminds me of a lot? And it came out the year afterwards, The Matrix. Yeah, it really there's like scenes in it. You're like, this could be in The Matrix. Mm, similar like, style soundtrack. Yeah, as the well, soundtrack, yeah. the fight scenes. There's a bit in. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're like. I think Trinity's beating someone up and then just kind of like pokes them and they fall over. Mm. Like, oh, he literally does he, that. He literally right does that end, in yeah, the end of Blade. Yeah, mm. there's yeah, so many. It's the whole little shoulder shove as he yeah. walks away. Like, and even like at the beginning when he's escaping from the hospital and he jumps out and across the building in yeah. a black trench coat. It's they, like really similar films, yeah. but they're completely different subjects. But yeah, mm. as far as like look and feel mm. and the sound of it. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and that uh, rave scene you were talking about at the beginning with the music. And mm. um, yeah, it's very Matrix, Matrix-esque, or maybe Matrix is Blade-esque. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's about Stephen Dorff is the bad guy, Deacon Frost, because he mm. is awesome in that movie. <laughs> is that the one where it's like, so the mythology of this is Blade is half human, half vampire. Yeah. His mum was bitten while she was pregnant with him, yeah. Yeah. And he's not a, what they call him true bloods or yeah. something like that. De yeah, Deacon, he's yeah, not, not a true, or pure blood. That's it, pure <coughs> yeah. blood. And uh, you've got, so he's a vampire hunter, mm -hmm. daywalker, that's what they call him. So he basically has all the strengths, none of the weaknesses mm -hmm. of a vampire. He can walk around in the day and all that stuff. And then you've got the actual vampires who, Stephen Dorff's got this idea that he's going to unleash this blood god thing. La magra. Take over the world. I've seen this film a lot. Which I don't really get the point of. Like, there's a lot of vampire films where vampires want to rule the world, like, take over, and where vampires will rule the world and humans will be extinct and all this stuff. It's like, what the fuck are you going to eat? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that the premise of Daywalkers? Have I seen so. Daywalkers? It's um, Ethan Hawke, um, Willem Dafoe. Oh, do you mean it's called Daywalkers? Um, something like that. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, and in this, we've talked before about like vampires that can go out in the daylight. He does, but he's wearing makeup, isn't he? Yeah. So there's he's like your mascaras, yeah. your mascaras running. And they're all there, like um, was it in like massive biker leathers with like sunscreen mm. and um. Helmets. Yeah, when they um kill Udo Kier's character mm. on the beach, actually in a really great scene. Yeah. Yeah, they're all there in their leathers with bike helmets on. Mm. And I think they actually, they try that in the TV show of what we do in the shadows. Mm. They're watching the sunrise in their bike helmets and it doesn't work and they have to run yeah. inside. <laughs>
But yeah, and then we had, what was it, two sequels to this. Mm. Blade 2 by Guillermo del Toro, which was fucking great. Yeah, Some I, say actually better. I think I do prefer it. Yeah. There's, like, it was, I think it, was, it brought back a lot of the horror that was missing from the first one. Yeah, the first one is very action-y. Yeah. Like, there's... Yeah, yeah, there's violence, but it's not like... So maybe the scene at the beginning with like the charred, crispy guy gets back up again. I mean, look, that's, that's probably, probably like, the yeah, only yeah, scene. When he comes back to life in the moor, so he's a vampire that's been set on fire, but he's not dead. And his charred body comes, sits up mm. in the morgue and starts attacking people. That's like the most like horror element of the whole mm. film, essentially. Actually, it does lead to the second one, which is that you find out that the guy that he's bitten um, isn't completely dead and hasn't completely turned. He's become some weird He's in the basement vampire, thing, yeah, and isn't they he? That That's the scary, yeah. That and he's like, like creepy. Oh, 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 yeah. He's kind of like a Renfield, almost. He almost, yeah. And yeah, he, that's creepy. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, like, yeah, the violence is... Yeah, there's blood, there's like CGI when they turn to skeletons and dust mm. and stuff. It's like, eh. But yeah, it's, it's very action-y, whereas the second one is more horror. Mm. And the third one's just... Ryan Reynolds. Ryan the Reynolds. TV show. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Triple H. Yeah. Um, I found out why the whole Ryan Reynolds thing, why it's, um, there's so much of him in it. Because um, Wesley Snipes didn't show up? Uh, a lot of the time he wouldn't show up in certain scenes. He was in front of the camera, he was refusing to. And once he refuses to open his eyes, and there's actually a scene in the movie where they've had two uh, CGI open eyes onto Wesley Snipes' eyelids, because he <laughs> spent 70 to 80% of the production time in his trailer getting high. <laughs> so uh, the fact that it's all Ryan Reynolds talking, and it's pretty much the only reason it got released, and to be fair, it did Ryan Reynolds a lot of favours, because he's yeah. the only reason to watch that damn film, um, <laughs> and the fight he has with Triple H at the end is fucking great. Yeah. Is it and, Jessica Biel? Uh, yes, I think. Yeah. Um, um, she, um, with the biggest iPod placement I've ever seen <laughs> in a fucking movie. <laughs> That whether she'd be killing vampires or on her way to kill vampires, if she can get her, I'll play tune off. And start to, oh, what the fuck, man? Uh, she had that cool bow and arrow thing with like the arc light thing in between it. And it's like, oh, he's got the strange oh, thousand yeah, suns that, burning yeah. in between them. How's she holding it then? <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't go into that. Yeah, it's it's watchable, but it's definitely the weakest of the three. It's got like, Patton Oswalt in it as well. So, you know. Who does he play? Uh, he's like the one of the nerdy guys who works at the blind lady. Um, oh. I was like, yeah, I have done sex with ladies. He's that guy. Ah, I mean, the blind lady is um, the woman from Russian Doll and yeah, American, American Pie. Pie yeah. yeah, I can't remember her name, Jessica something, I think. Mm. That was a character's name, American Pie. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Criminally underused in that, anyway. Yes. She's a good actress. Isn't this a strange conversation for men who We're still in 1998. Yeah, what, what was the movie in your right hand? John Carpenter's Vampires. Hey, I went to the cinema to see this. Yes, because you couldn't just call it Vampires. Mm. It's got to have John Carpenter's name on it. Um, yeah, this came out in 1998. I'm going to say the last good film he directed. I think the next one was Ghost from Mars or something, wasn't it? That yeah, one? the last good film he directed. Yeah, I say, Ghost <laughs> from Mars, not good. Not good. No, I don't even think I've managed to watch all of Ghosts of Mars all the way through. It's, um, mm -hmm. yeah. No, it's really, really bad. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I might give it a go one night if I have a bit of a laugh, maybe. <laughs> or if we ever decide to play that Lost Boys drinking game, then maybe we can try and watch this afterwards. Yeah! Because we'll be drunk enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm -hmm. directed by John Carter, stars... James Woods. James Woods! Mm. Who's just hard as fuck in this film. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Baldwin. 
Mm, yeah, the uh, fat one. The fat one. Uh, Cheryl Lee, who's probably most famous for playing a corpse in Twin Peaks. Right. Uh, or the, when I was a kid, I thought it was Kate Hudson in this film. Mm, they look a bit why. similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Thomas Ian Griffith as Valak. Valak. Yes, he's a big bastard. Is he like, just? What is he, six foot five, six, four, five? He's a big guy. He's like Marilyn Manson on stilts without the stilts. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark Boone Jr. Yay. I'm pre- I don't know. I'm pre- he's, he's in Sons of Anarchy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. He, cause, <laughs> I've never seen it, but it's like he looks like he, he should be in <laughs> He's in another movie we're going to be talking about later as well. So. Yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. John Carpenter said that he closely resembled a, uh, a Western mm. to him. Um, kind of like when we were talking about Near Dark. I think it's mainly like the settings. Yeah. They're in... Is it El Paso at the beginning? Something, it's somewhere that looks... It very much looks like they're in somewhere Mexico-y. Yeah. And they go down to Mexico, actually, don't Oops. they? So the whole thing is... Um, James Woods is... Uh, is it Jack... I've forgotten his name. Jack Shaw? I'm going to have to look Jack up. Crow. That's it. Jack Crow. <laughs> and he's a vampire slayer. And him and his team basically find these nests of vampires. They're sponsored by the Vatican as well, by the way. Yeah. So they are the holy rollers. And they go out and find nests during the day, go in, kind of hogtie the vampires. And as it, they impaled them mm. on the winch of the 4x4, then drag, drag them, out them out into, into the, the sun, sun and yeah. they burst into flames. It's a very cool effect as well, I get Yeah. Dragged out and all. Fire shooting out their arms and all screaming. Is right, saying it's all practical effects in this one as well. Um, the, do you know what? I couldn't tell you. Most of it is. I think yeah, the way that the the, the fire shoots from their arms looks like it is, but I, there mm. could be added bits because that's probably quite dangerous to have that <laughs> amount of fire coming out of you. But yeah, it's very. I, I I've seen this a bunch of times. But it's very John Carpenter, like yeah. the music. Uh, like the really long lingering shots on like the main guy is slightly cheesy. Um, it's a bit like near dark, is it? And it's kind of timeless in the sense that it could be set in any yeah. fucking decade. This could be from the fifties to like yesterday. Mm. There's no like. It's got the slight westerny feel as well. Though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's great. I really enjoy it. Mm. I love the man. I really like it. The whole motel scene. You've got this valet guy who's supposed to be the first vampire. Mm. And he's trying to find the Black Cross, which means if he gets it and he does a ritual, vampires can walk around in the day. Yeah. Because at the moment, they cannot. Mm. Yes. And they all have... They're all linked, aren't they? The, the whole idea is, like, the vampire... They hang out in, like, packs, essentially. Mm. And there's the master... Yeah. of each like little pact and they're all like telepathically linked to the master yeah, that's how yeah. they find they use um, Laura Palmer's because she's been bitten they use her mm-hmm. to try and find Malik and find out where he is oh that's yeah of course because she gets little flashes whenever he does something yeah like when like... he kills the priest yeah yes yes um, I do like the speech where like James Woods gives a speech about like about vampires mm. and it's like there's nothing glamorous about these vampires mm. whatsoever. They're fucking horrible. It's mm. like there's no, they, they, I come it's, it's, there's like show him across. He'll like crawl up you, fuck you, bend you over and shove it up your ass. Yeah, forget something like that. Forget all that Euro trash fag bullshit you see <laughs> on TV. That's it. Yeah, yeah. They're they're nasty, kind of like a bit like Industrial Dawn as well. This is where vampires start getting like scary. Yeah, they're like animalistic. Just. Mm monsters and they're kind of other than Valak you don't really 
see them, if you know mm. what I mean. You might you see their faces, but they don't have like character names or like backgrounds. They're just like part of a horde. They're yeah. just monsters that just attack, and that's all they are. Almost I'm legend styley. Like they just they hide, they come out, they eat, they fuck off. It's literally yeah. all they do. Like, and they do like yeah, they, they is referred to as like a disease. Mm. That's it. They call it the the disease. Got that really great scene, like when we were talking about the moment you said Black Cross. I actually remembered my favorite shot in the movie, which is when um, they're trying to take down Balak right at the end. Mm. And uh, he jumps at James Wood, who picks up the cross and like yeah. pales him on. And then Balak's there with this big thing sticking out of him, and he's like holding the cross that's sticking out of his chest and actually beating him with it. Yeah, because they're supposed to be like really strong as well. They aren't are, they? yeah, yeah, they are strong. Um, yeah, so he says like you know they crosses don't work, garlic doesn't work, they don't sleep in coffins, mm. they don't turn into bats, they're just these like animals. Mm. You got the grip when he kills Mark Boone Jr. right at the beginning in the hotel. He splits him in half hand of his hand. hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great shot actually. Mm. He just falls with his knees, splits open, and yeah, the uh, the the hookers and drugs motel. Mm. That whole scene is weird. Like, these guys are working for the Vatican. Like, well, we're having a night off, and they yeah. just get me all the beer and all the drugs and all the prostitutes in town, and they hold up in the motel. Yeah, it's good to be the Pope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and spoiler, it turns out that the Cardinal is in, in on it. Yeah, yeah, in on it, basically being a piece of shit. Mm. Don't trust the religious, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, another good one. Mm. 1998. I believe that was the same year as Blade. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It came out of the cinema. I don't think it, I think it was one of those ones that got released in the cinema as a 15 and then became an 18 when it ah, came out. right. I think we said that when we talked about Starship Troopers. E- I, got yeah. to, I saw that when I was 16 at the cinema. <laughs> or 15, 16. Um, and yeah, like, how the hell that got a 15 certificate? I do not know. Like <laughs> non-stop violence, swearing, nudity, blood, guts. Yeah. And yeah, this was similar. I and there was a couple I, of sequels this as well, wasn't there? I, I think saw, John Bon Jovi he is in John one. Bon Jovi <laughs> Vampires Los Muertos. Um, ah. It's awful. Really? He didn't I mean, even... no one's like, really? Like, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even get to do the soundtrack, man. <laughs> Cowboy. Oh, wait, come on. If every time your love is like bad medicine would have been freaking perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, 80s. Jovi, mm. oh, in hell a yeah. vampire film. Oh, that would be great. 80s Jovi should have been in Lost Boys. Yeah, he should have been. Yeah, that would have been fucking cool. Right. <laughs> uh, next. Mm. Yeah, please, quite quickly. We are. Got shit to do later. <laughs> <laughs> you did ask me to get here early. Uh, the year 2000. Mm. Shadow of the Vampire. Ah, yes, I like this one. This is a weird film. It's a very weird film. It's such an odd movie. If you haven't seen this, check it out. It's interesting. I'd like to see a Ryan George pitch meeting for this one. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, going way back to the last episode when we talked about Nosferatu, which is like 22, there was this like urban legend that Max Shrek was actually a vampire. Mm. Like, he was that good of an actor. He wasn't, and he starred in many things before and after Nosferatu. He's a stage actor, yeah. kind of like Bela Lugosi. Um, but yeah, there was this like urban legend that Max Shrek was actually a vampire. And basically, this film is about that. 
that's the the premise of the film is it's the making of Nosferatu, but Max Schreck is actually a vampire. Mm. Yes, directed by a guy called uh, Eli Merhig. And mm. uh, stars John Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> Willem Dafoe, who was nominated for an Oscar for this. I can see that. Yeah, he's, he, he's mm. playing Max Shrek as mm. in yeah, the makeup. I, I, think. I don't think I've seen it since it actually came out, but I remember really, really enjoying it. Mm. And uh, Carrie Ellis. How do you say it? Carrie Ellis. Ellis. It's Ellis. Ellis. Yeah. Ellis. I don't, man. I've been doing the whole Lovecraft thing because I've been trying to like, all the different pronunciations of Cthulhu at the moment. Like, <laughs> Uh-huh. So yeah, carry horrors. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's just it's weird. It's very Izzard, man. Oh yeah, Izzard, of course. Yeah, Izzard's in it. Um, it's it's kind of like a fantasy film mm. in a way, and it's it's a horror comedy. Slightly, it's a very dark comedy. Yeah. Like. I think only like maybe twenty people in the world have that sense of humor. Yeah, like it's just very <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a comedy, but it's it's very niche and it's very mm. yeah. It's just it's weird. It's a really weird film. Yeah. I think I mentioned when we talked about this, like just in Bar, like with the whole scene with Willem Dafoe, like you know, Max Shrek is like sat watching all the um, actors getting ready, so they're all getting their makeup put on. Like, yeah, I want some makeup. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I want that guy. And then as they come towards him with the brush and he's like doing the hand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He is really good there. It's worth it just for seeing Willem Dafoe in it. He's fucking great. I love that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to watch that again soon. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a, it was, I think it was quite low barge. It's just a weird little film, but it's quite Mm. enjoyable. I want the bigger. <laughs> Get you that on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, and now the laughter stops. Yes. In 2002. I think I know which film we're going for. Queen of the Damned. Son of a bitch, you actually put that in there. It's not a film, it's a 90 minute music video. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's so shit. <laughs> Mm. Only good thing about it is the soundtrack. No, it's not. Uh, no, the soundtrack's all right. <laughs> Fucking come! I was an emo gothy punk kid back at the time. Back then, this was my. So the, the soundtrack was done by uh, Jonathan Davis and Marilyn Manson, I believe. Mm. And all the singing performances in the film were done by Jonathan Davis. Yes. Of Corn. Yes. Who actually has a cameo in the film as well. Yeah, he's ticket. a ticket town outside one of the yep, gigs. Yep. And Marilyn Manson stood just behind him. Ah. Yeah. So, Queen of the Damned. Yeah. For those that don't know, I don't think people do actually, this is a sequel to Interview of the Vampire. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be less like Interview of the Vampire. It, 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 oh, God, it's just shit. Yeah. Anyway, right. <laughs> they took two full books from the Vampire Chronicles. They took the Vampire Lestat and um, the Queen of the Damned book, and they meshed it all into one. Well, this is the thing. So, in the series, in the Vampire Chronicles, is a series of like, God, about 10 books now. Mm. Interview the Vampire is the first one, mm. which they made. And then they made this, which is the third book. Mm. And they only made this to keep the rights mm. to the book, otherwise, they would resort back to Anne Rice and have to buy them off her again. Yeah. So. Did they do that Fantastic Four? Uh, they did it with um, Spider Man. That's, That's where the, um, the Andrew Garfield movie right, yeah, got yeah. made. Yeah. So they only made it to keep the rights, and they didn't even make this next one. It's like making what's it called? Fellowship of the Ring, and then making Return of the King. Yeah, and just like I mean, not quite, but yeah, you know what I mean. Well, it ain't far off to be honest, because there's a <laughs> lot of shit clearly going on. Like, 
directed found out what happened to Christian Slater. <laughs> directed by a guy called uh, Michael Reimer. Uh, God, who cares? <laughs> you put it on the list, dude. <laughs> Didn't even write down the cast. Uh, <laughs> Stuart Townsend. Stuart Alia um, is the actual queen, the, the of, the queen damned, of the damned. And the, the whole reason people went to see it was because she died in a plane crash before it got released. That's it, yeah. Uh, the um, the French guy is in it as well. Vincent Perez, yes. who we talked about from the second Crow movie. He's yes. in it. Um, you'll notice how I didn't bring this movie up when I was telling you what the stuff <laughs> he was in, right? Um, oh no, he he played crow. He played the crow in the TV show. No, that was Mark Dacascos. Is he, wait, who's got the bold head? The bold head? Mark At the DeCastle. moment, Mark DeCastle. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, he was in the TV show, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. And he, but he's not French. No, he's not. He's, but he learned um, to speak French for Brotherhood of the Wolf. Um, he barely speaks in Brotherhood of the Wolf, but yeah, I think he speaks a couple of lines. Yeah. I think he mainly learned how to kick people better. <laughs> um, Brotherhood of the Wolf, watch that instead of this. In fact, I just yeah. realised what else uh, Stuart Townsend was in. He was in that. Uh, he the League of Extraordinary League Gentlemen. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Which yeah. was the same? A couple of years later, wasn't it? I think. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. He didn't do him any fucking favours. Mm. Oh, and Paul McGann's in it. Yeah, who the hell does he play again? I don't know, but he's in Alien 3. And is he with now? No, uh, he's no, I. He's I. He's yeah. I. And he's I. in... Um, he was in the American Doctor Who TV movie as well. Mm. So, mm. the plot, who cares? I'll just... <laughs> he joins a band and he pisses off other right. vampires so, so they try and kill him. That's it. At the start of this film, <laughs> Lestat is having a nap. Mm. and they make out that he's been asleep for something like a hundred years. Yeah. And Despite the fact he was clearly awake in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I haven't read the books, so I can't. But they've done... They've... Well, whatever. I'm just going by the end of Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, so, so Tom Cruise's character from Interview with the Vampire goes back in time and then goes to sleep for like a hundred years. <laughs> and then he's in a deep slumber and then he's woken up by new metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. brings him back to life and decides he's going to be a rock star mm-hmm. and he's as, <laughs> it does it's as bad as it sounds but it's just like you've been asleep for a hundred years and that's what woke you up yeah not like World War 2 yeah <laughs> or like the Beatles at Shea Stadium mm. or Dylan going electric no mm. Live was, Aid it, or Live Aid yeah. no it was some new metal garish band <laughs> 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 He's like, I must join a band. Mm. <laughs> and you got better things to do. And he becomes super famous. Mm. And he, the whole time he's just like, I'm a vampire. What of it? Mm. And and then the, there's like a bunch of like cloak and dagger folk who are out to kill him because mm. he's telling everyone he's a fucking vampire. And they're like, you shouldn't do that. And then the Queen of the Damned just shows up. Yeah, she wakes up. She wakes up for whatever goes, reason. Oh, you're a pretty vampire boy. You've drunk my blood now. You can walk in the daylight. Ah, that's the plot, is it? I mean, it's mentioned once. <laughs> it's relevant once. I can't even remember how the fuck it ends, man. Uh, it was a big concert. Oh, in yeah. Death Valley. Um, oh, so they've got Death Aid? <laughs> <laughs> Death Aids. Unlife aid. I don't know. Just oh god, why did you put this in here? <laughs> Name on my sex tape. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, for the lols, there are no lols to be had. In this other than just how fucking bad it is. The special effects are fucking terrible. It's just as well. so cheesy as well. It's like oh no, is this really fucking happening? Oh yes, it is. It did. Mm. It made quite a bit of money actually. Probably. Uh, I know. I bought the soundtrack. I no, it lost money. So yes. <laughs> 
Is it uh, Sony Studios with the music rights? I think so. Mm. Couldn't tell you. Um, so I know there was a whole thing when they released the soundtrack to it. They didn't actually have the right to have John Davies' voice on any of the songs in the soundtrack. That's so it. They re-recorded every song with different vocals. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I've read that, yes. Mm. Um, Sony. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the Spider-Man game. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, and it uh, goes without saying, Anne Rice fucking hated it. Good. Yes. I'm with you, Anne. But she wanted them to make the second book. Because mm. it was like, what are you doing? I mean, obviously, after she sold the rights, it's out of her control. She's got yeah. to say. But, oh, yeah, especially when you compare it to Interview with the Vampire. One of the best vampire movies ever made. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then this for one of the worst vampire One of the movies. worst films ever made. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say it. This is worse than Jason X. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, it's just... Yeah. I think Jason X knew it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I don't know. What were you thinking? <laughs> Fuck knows. Self-referential comedy in space is cool. It's fucking not, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, from the guy who spent his entire evening laughing at Final Destination 5 last <laughs> night. So. But there you go. Yeah, if you like, if you really, really like new metal... Still don't watch it. Just listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you are still in that goth phase, I guess. I wear colour now. <laughs> I don't know. If you were a goth, and you can go back in time to the year 2000 I think this and is the watch film it. You made, might enjoy it. I think this is the film where I turned around and, well, that Sublime Band looked quite nice, actually. I might go get some cut-offs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, uh. Isn't this a strange conversation for men who aren't crazy? Cool. Cool. So that's out of the way. Let's never speak of that again. All right. Thanks. So the next one we're going on about Mm. That's one of our, well, one of my favorites. I think one of your favorites, Thirty Days of Night. Yeah, I really, really like that. Two thousand and seven. I really like this film. Yes, I underrated. I'd say. Mm. Yeah, very much underrated. Thirty Days of Night, directed by David Slade, who <clears throat> went on to do one of the Twilight films. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least he had one good vampire movie in him. Yeah, uh, based on the comic book or graphic novel, really, by mm. uh, Stephen Niles and David Temple Smith. Mm. It stars Josh Hartnett, Melissa George, Danny Houston, brother of Angelica, mm. Ben Foster, Mark Boone Jr., hey. Mark Rendell, and Anne Amber Sainsbury. Uh, Manny Bennett shows up in it as well, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he's really good in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you have a reference for him, you probably... He's the one that realises he's turning. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's really good in that. I, um, oh, isn't he, is he the one who gets his head slowly hacked off with an axe? No, that's um, Billy. Billy, right. I'm just going to bring this up a sec, because, uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, produced by Sam Raimi as well. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, after an... Uh, let me start again. Mm-mm. After an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, it's attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires. Mm. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, it is... What is the name of the town? It is a real place. It but is, they um, recently changed the name to its, like, native... Um, I can't remember what it is now. But... Barlow. That's it. Yeah. That was old now. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called now. Mm. Very long, many syllables. Um, but actually, interestingly, winter lasts for 65 days there. As Does it? Su- uh, sundown. So it should be called 65 days tonight. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a month was enough. It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So uh, based on this graphic novel, they actually... Stephen Niles wrote this as a screenplay originally. Mm. And he couldn't get anyone to 
couldn't get any film companies to take it up. Mm-hmm. So he turned it into a graphic novel. Yeah. And then the same film companies that turned him down bought his graphic novel and turned it into a film. Well, hello there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Have you read the graphic novel? No. You've seen the art style for it? I've seen, yes. yes yeah, the art yeah. style. It's a really unique style. It's really, mm. really freaking cool. Yes. So it's, it's got everything I like, really. It's isolation, mm-hmm. snow, vampires. Yeah. Josh Hartnett. Mm-hmm. In fact, imagine, imagine the thing crossed with um, vampires. Vampires. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> yeah. yeah. John Carpenter's not just. A, yeah. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. So yeah, again, like in John Carpenter's vampires, the vampires in this there are packed. Yeah. And Danny, uh, Danny Houston is the Houston. Sorry, is the leader, mm. and they're really animalistic. They're yeah, almost insect. Like. They're like dogs. They they're chatter like, like insects. Yeah, <laughs> but the way they move is like is like a wild dog, mm. and they they rip people apart. It's very bloody, and th- yeah, they they couldn't get away with just acting normal in no. the street, in like the Lost Boys, where they're just they're there amongst humans. They couldn't get away with it. Everyone be like, "Whoa, what the fuck's wrong with this guy?" <laughs> like instantly. So they arrive via a boat where they send out Ben Foster's character mm. and he's fucking great in this actually he's like their Renfield almost yeah they send him out to nick all the phones cut the power and basically really isolate the town cut mm. off all communication so that they can go and attack once mm. the sun goes down and they do yeah and it's gross it is yes there's a really great shot this is the sweeping kind of aerial shot. Yeah, the aerial shot. If you imagine, if you remember like um, in the Dawn of the Dead remake, that's that aerial shot. It's kind of like that, but it goes through the town mm. and you see all the chaos going on beneath and like different things going on at once and like blood spiring across the snow and, yeah. and all this stuff. It's, it's really, cool. really well shot, man. It is. It was shot in New Zealand and <laughs> I believe this, it was shot mainly in the daylight. Really? Yes. The, I like. This technique called day for night shooting. Mm. And they don't do it so much anymore because technology's improved, but basically uh, camera images, sensors, they lack the sensitivity of, like, you know, um, the human eye. Mm. So if you imagine, like, it's dark and you take a picture on your phone about a flash and you can see what you're taking a picture of, but the picture's really dark. It's like when you try to take a picture of the moon or something. It never looks like that. It's basically the same thing. So what they basically do is take a camera shooting the day and kind of under or overexpose it I'm not sure but mm. technical during the day to make it look dark or they'll do it in post they'll okay. just make a day shot darken it and make it look like it's actually night and this was done for years mm. like throughout this is this is like a standard normal thing which I never realised mm. but it's not done as much anymore because cameras have improved um, I'll say I said it was a shot news in July and um yeah the, yeah, the vampire's language in it is completely made up. Mm-hmm. Is that in the book? Yeah, they speak their own. They, they, it's basically, obviously, it's written in English with like the whole they do the thing in comics where they do the triangular yeah, yeah, brackets, yeah. and then, I mean, like they're speaking in a different language. I think it's um, meant to be like some kind of twist on ancient Armenian or something like mm. that. Um, it's, I could be totally wrong. I know it's an ancient language yeah. they're speaking, though. Like, yeah, like, yeah and like, um, it's pretty faithful to the comic as well. There's a couple of big changes, yeah. but... Having read the comic and watched the movie, I'm like, none of it mattered. So yeah, well, like, I'm that just... makes sense. That's why you changed yeah. it. Like, the end of Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> to me, people, if you're still licking Moore's arsehole about the end of Watchmen, then, yeah, you've got to... Because I've never read the book of Watchmen, but I've seen the film. I do enjoy, I do like the film. Mm. And somebody did tell me, like, oh, 
the ending changed. I was like, well, what happens in the book? Mm. And they told me, I was like, yeah, I would have changed the ending. Yeah. If I was making a film of it, I would have, I would have done that. Alan Moore <laughs> smokes a lot of ganja. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is he dead? No, he no, retired. Yeah, he retired and he's, um, yeah, said he'll never affiliate his name with any live action adaptation of anything he ever did again due to which movie? Uh, Leave with Shorty Gentlemen. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen Norrington. Thank you. <laughs> he never really did, though, did he? Um, he put it on something, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I was on that one and I think there was one more before it, um, but I can't remember what it was at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to be fair, if, you've, if you ever read the comic book of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the movie, it's like someone waved the idea of the comic past someone, and everyone went, ah, so it's kind of like the Avengers with literary characters. I could make that totally 12A. It also um, was the last film Sean Connery ever made. He went to retirement because of that film. Oh, yeah. He said, I never want to make a movie again. Even Shame. he's not great in it. So no, no. There's, I think the only, there's one guy who's good in it, I can't remember his name. Um, he's a British guy, Jason somebody. Uh, so the guy who plays Jason, Nemo. Jason Fleming. Is oh, his name? The one that's. The, he, he's in Lockstock. Yeah, he's. Um, yeah, he is Fleming. Um, it's something else, Fleming, isn't it? Yeah, he, he, he's the. the, the Jekyll the and Hyde. Yeah, yeah, yes. Dr. Jekyll, that's your service. Yeah, ginger guy. Mm. What else is he? Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I digress. Oh, the guy who plays the Invisible Man in that's the Scottish guy from uh, Blade 2 as well. Oh, all right. Oh, no, Irish guy, sorry. <clears throat> Half these bastards aren't even sure bloods. I'd oh, say we just kill them all just to make sure. Uh, but yeah, Thaylor's like, it's fucking great. It I'm looks great. I'm going to get that great. Irish accent. Uh, Danny Houston's great in it. Mm. Like he's, I didn't realise... Yeah, he's a really good actor. He is, yeah. Yeah, he's in a, a few episodes of one or two seasons of American Horror Story. Cool. Shows up. Which I think I'm just about to finally start watching. Yeah. Run out of TV shows to watch. Um, um, but yeah, there's also this kind of home invasion element to it as well, mm. which is like when they're just. It's actually, there's a really weird scene. I don't know if this is in the book, but basically, there is a couple. This is before everything's kicked off. Mm. There's a couple. She's sat in the living room looking really upset, mm. and he's in the kitchen. And it just you know it says these guys they've had a big argument yeah. and they're really upset and no one's saying anything. And no, sorry, he's in the um, in the living room. She's in the kitchen, and he's just got this massive shot uh, shotgun on the table. Like, mm. is this like a whole other story? Like that could be a film on its own. What's going yeah. on in that fucking house? And then a vampire jumps through the window and nicks his wife. Yeah. It's just like, what? Yeah, it's really... I love that scene. I don't know why. It's just... It's really well it's, shot. Yeah, and it's like you've just... It's like you've gone to another film for just a moment yeah. where something else... There's, there's other stories going on. These people aren't just people. They have things going on in their lives. Mm. And then smash. Ah! Yeah. Also, the trailer for this is fucking amazing. I don't think I ever saw the trailer. I, I, I watched it, it over and over again. It. This looks so fucking cool. Mm. It uses um, a song by Muse. Um, ah, damn. I think it's from Absolution. It's basically like dun 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 dun. Yeah, but it just uses the dun 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 as it's going through, and it's just like yeah, it just it looks amazing. And I remember watching it over and over again, like, wow, this one's going to be great. And it was. It was. And yeah. JCB with a giant chainsaw on it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, that's another, like, they have um, that shot of Mark Bowden Jr. 
with in the JTV when he's lit up. No, he's lit up a flare, isn't he? And it's mm. like he goes in slow motion across his face as there's a dun 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 dun. Oh, I do vaguely remember that. Yeah. Um, one of my exes, I tried to watch this with her, and she wasn't too great on horror films. She said she could watch it if it wasn't too violent or scary, and I can tell you she lasted exactly mm. 11 minutes and 37 seconds because that's what the DVD player said when I paused it when she started crying. <laughs> Um, so she she wasn't a fan. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sorry. I, I ben Foster's one of the scariest things, and he's not even a fucking vampire. Mm. His character in the in the comics is one of the few changes. Because um, in the movie they got that lovely bit was he comes in, he's like, he wants a whiskey, and they go, oh, we don't serve alcohol out here. There's yeah. enough going on. In the and nothing made a drink. Nothing for me to eat. Don't give me one to Um But yeah, I have a bowl of raw hamburger. That's a raw hamburger. Raw hamburger. Um, yeah, well, see, they put him in the cell in um, in the in the comic when they put him in the cell. He's actually half turned already, uh-huh. and um, he does actually come up and he sort of like grabs the bars of the the cage yeah. and he just he rips them open and they uh-huh. literally just put a fucking shotgun in his mouth. Yeah. And um, the, the one of the other shots in which I don't know why people complained about this so much, but the other bit that people complained about that wasn't apparently as graphic as it was in the graphic novel <laughs> um, is the spoilers. Um, the final fight between Danny Houston and Eth, um, sorry, and Josh Hartner. Yeah. When Danny Houston jumps at him and he just punches, punches him through the face, through the fucking head. <laughs> I mean, I thought that looked awesome in the film. In yeah. the comic, it's it's overdone and there's like a lot more blood. And uh, it did feel a bit quick in mm. the film. And there's the whole thing where he's only just turned and there's, I think, I can't remember if they have the line in the movie or not, but it's like um, thousands of years of predatory evolution and you think you can overcome it. Um, was it when you think you're going to beat me in a fist fight? Or mm. I don't remember the exact quote, but then you're like, yeah, to be fair, man, he has just learned that he's a vampire and he's about to go up against essentially like, it'd be like James Woods getting turned in vampires and going toe to toe with Valak and coming mm. out on top, like, yeah. like um, without sunlight. <laughs> yeah, in the in the film, it, that fight does seem to end very abruptly. Mm. It's like, I, I think it's step. meant to be the shock of it is that uh, he has just suddenly killed. Yeah, they don't like, they don't do like a, a they live with mm. Roddy Piper and <laughs> Keith David just right. fighting for ten minutes straight. That should be the minimum <laughs> length of any fight scene in any film all the time. Ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, great movie. Mm. Right, 2008 we're up to now. We are. Yes, and we're going abroad. Euro trash. Yee! It's not, it's not trash, it's a great film. Let the right one in. Yeah, this is 2000. awesome. Uh, oh, tagline, children can be so cruel. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Swedish film. Mm. I should have read the names of everyone before I start recording. Just right. to double check. Are we, we going to play the pronunciation game? Directed by... Thomas Alfredson. Cool, nice easy one to start with. Yep. Starring Cara. Oh, fuck. Cara Hedebrandt. Hedebrandt, Linda Linderson, Per Ragnar, and Henrik Dahl. Not bad. I thought you did it right there. Yeah. Well done. Yes. Have a cookie. Thank you. So, yes, this is a Swedish film. Mm. Thomas Alfredson went on to direct uh, Snowman. Was that the recent one? Yeah, no, nobody wants to see it. Yeah. Well, it, the trailer came out. It's, it's Michael Fassbender, serial killer. Mm. He's not a serial killer, he's investigating a serial killer. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, wow, it looks amazing. And then the reviews came out and it was just like... Universally panned. Yeah. yeah, and nobody went to see it and like that was it. Mm. So, yeah. This, however, this is fucking great, this film. It was remade in... 
2012? It wasn't too long afterwards. Yeah. The Amer- Americans remade it and just called it Let Me In? Yeah, Let Me In. I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. I have seen it. We'll talk about it after we talk about yes. this. Yes. So, it's set in 1982 in a t- small town in Sweden, and it's basically about a, a young boy who is bullied, and he's kind of a recluse, and he's a bit of a weirdo. He does have a great haircut, though. And he... He looks like He-Man. <laughs> he looks like a little mini He-Man. <laughs> Uh, oh, little Oscar, isn't it? Yes, Oscar. That's it. He's very awkward, and uh, he's great in the film because he is believable mm. that he's awkward. Cause he, yeah, the way he looks, the way he moves, the way he acts, and everything. And then this girl moves in next door, and they have a little romance essentially. Yeah, yeah. Fun. They kind of have a preteen puppy love. Yeah, yeah. It is but it turns out she's a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> it's just this is what. It's not. Is it a vampire film or is it a love story that just happens to have vampires in it? Um, or a vampire? Because it's not really a film about the main. It's not mainly about vampires. I think it's a film about sort of just that awkward childhood reclusion and like finding like the kind of light in the darkness of it all. Like yeah. It's very much. It's it's all about the isolation. He's got his isolation because he is a little weirdo. Mm. I mean, what the opening scene is it? They've got that little like park bit in the middle of the block where they yeah, live, and he takes a little flick knife out and he's there it. like stabbing the tree, isn't he? Mm. Um, and I think obviously she's got her isolation because she's however many hundred years old and she looks about 12. Yeah. It's almost like this could always be a continuation of Claudia from Interview with the Vampire if she hadn't been burnt alive. Like, <laughs> it's got that whole kind of I can never grow up vibe, but I'm, you know, why? Because he asked her a couple of times throughout the film, how old are you? Mm. And the first time she kind of dodges the question and the second time she says, I'm 12, but I've been 12 for a very long time. Yeah. Um, it's never said how old she is, mm. uh, essentially. Did and... she fight for the South? <laughs> yeah, did she fight for the <laughs> South? Uh, but, um, yeah, and there's, I watched this again recently, and there's just... I'll talk about it in a minute. They've got... So there's... She moves in with... Well, I, first time I watched it, I assumed it was her dad, mm. but he's not... He's kind of like her um, familiar. Yeah. And he's fucking useless. I think that he's referred to as a handler. Yeah, that's mm. it. And yeah, he's not very good at his job, mm. to say well, the least. He's getting old, man. He's a bit. He tries to. He kills a guy, strings him up by his feet, and then tries to drain the blood out of him in mm. like a really public area. Mm. It's like you met the guy just walking down the street. You would think maybe other people might walk past, and then of course. Dog walkers show up and he has to run away. Like, yeah, yeah, he's not terribly bright or good at what he does. So here's the thing: is he has to go out and get blood for her. Yeah, and he, and he, basically they then believe that there is a serial killer in town, mm. and but obviously no one realizes that it's for the blood of a young or old young girl slash vampire person. Um, <laughs> and then he he essentially gets caught. Mm. And rather than sort of confess, he pours acid over his face. face. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Mm. Yeah. Gah. Well, it's, uh, I think the reason, is the slight explanation for that is because they've been moving around town to town. Mm. He doesn't want to be recognised as the guy who's done it from another town. So he just he disfigures himself. Yeah. Um, so that he can't be recognised. Because I think the acid, they even say, like, it, it's changed his dental records. It's, like, properly melted. The makeup on him is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, as in... 
fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then she decides that he's kind of fucked up for the last time, and then she, well, kills him, and mm. then she's really alone. Yeah. And this is probably when she turns to Oscar, Oscar. the yeah. next door neighbour, the young boy, who, yeah, is very awkward. There's so many films, I watched this just the other night, I hadn't seen it since it, I, a couple of years after it came out, mm. and there's so many things going on that I didn't realised the first time around there's so many weird little subtle things about her like her eyes change mm. throughout the film they change colour um, there's when he first meets her she's like dirty look. she's got like really greasy hair yeah. and he, he comments that she smells funny mm. I think the idea is that because she hasn't fed in a while she's essentially rotting yeah and then once she once she's um, drunk blood she sees him the next night and she says do I smell better yeah and um yeah, so the eyes change colour, they start off as like brown, then they go to like a greeny blue, they're green in some scenes. Um, her pupils change throughout the film. There's a great shot when they walk into a room and the lights are off mm. and he flicks the light on and her pupils go from essentially like cat eyes mm. to then circular, like humans, giving mm. an indication that she can see in the dark. Yeah. And there's all these little subtle things going on. There's the um, the castration shot so you see just one shot of mm. her naked body basically yeah and but in the book uh the vampire lena is a boy right who was castrated and I, that's kind of a, a nod to that so she essentially okay. has that's, that's that weird scar on her and mm, i wasn't sure if that was meant to be the whole kind of almost androgyny thing of like she can't reproduce by normal means but i didn't realize it was due to a castration thing like. well in the book it is right but obviously if you haven't read the book you just see the film yeah it just throws up more questions yeah it's almost like a Barbie doll kind of thing going on down yeah there. Um, there's, there's really... that, that shot's not in the American version oh yeah <laughs> funny that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's like her voice changes which is like well, at one point she's like having a go at her handler and it's like deeper and mm. it's more like animalistic um, there's a bit where she is licking blood off of the floor. She's got a really long tongue. Yeah. Like a lizard tongue. And then he, she looks up, and for just like a shot, she's a, a woman, mm. fully grown, I'd say like middle-aged woman. And yeah. then in the next shot, she's, there's a couple of times you see her as, I guess, I don't know what her actual age should be. I guess. Yeah, I guess, yeah as a, a fully grown sort of middle-aged woman mm. who, I don't know who the actress is that plays the old vote, but they really look similar. Mm. I don't know if it's her mum or what. And there's um, <clears throat> that great scene where she, they, they use the whole vampires have to be invited in mm. um, thing. And she, she, she goes to Oscars and she says, you have to invite me in. And he says, well, what if I don't? What will happen? Just come mm. on in. No, no, they just say that, because that's just funny. Mm. But, um, yeah, he's, oh, I forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. So he takes her into the house, but he hasn't invited her, and she starts convulsing, and blood just starts coming out of her fucking eyes mm. and ears and nose. She's like, Whoa. It's like, okay, you can come in. Mm. And, yeah. But she's never really seen in anything before. Because like, no. there's so many things, the whole idea of vampires can't come in and she invite them, but what actually happens if they do? Mm. Apparently that. Yeah. They fucking spasm out and start bleeding everywhere. Mm. So yeah, and of course, um, yeah, other like she can't eat food. So she he gives her like a jelly baby, mm. and she just starts puking yeah. straight. Yeah. Can't even eat chips. <laughs> can't even eat chips. Uh, yeah, and it's um, it is weird. I was like, she's like, 
It doesn't say how old she is, mm. but we're guessing she's been around a while. She isn't actually 12 years old. She's yeah. stuck in a 12 year old's body. But it, it's weird. I think the first kill we see, which you just watched, the one with the yeah, bridge. Yeah, I watched it when we got here. I think the first time we actually see her kill a person, she cries afterwards. Mm. She starts crying. It's like, oh, this is a bit of a different thing. It's not really a vampire film. It just mm. happens that one of them is a vampire. Yeah. So he's got some really, really nice shots in this film. Like, really, really... I think my, one of my films is that... I can't remember who it is that she's trying to break into the hospital to see. And I think we're following a conversation with two other characters. Mm. I think it's the woman who... It's the blonde woman that she bites who turns. Yeah, that's it. And she's trying to get into the hospital. And you see, like, these two guys, like, chatting outside the hospital. And it's just, like, an open shot. They don't even, like, zoom in to kind of, like, show it. But you can just see her crawling up the fucking wall in yes, the background. Yeah, That's a really cool little creepy shot. And, of course, the, the woman who is turning into a vampire just goes, fuck this, and asks the doctor to open up the blinds. Mm. And that... Probably the most famous shot from it, the woman's... Pillar of fire. Pillar of... She's instantly engulfed in flames while still in the hospital bed. Mm. It's an amazing shot. Mm. Um, Yeah, so basically we have uh, Oscar who's bullied at school. Um, He's... The bit where he stands up to his bullies Mm. is actually like... It's not overly violent film, but the bit that really got me is when he hits his bully across mm. the ear with that stick. Yeah. If you've ever like hurt your finger or ear or any kind of extremity when it's freezing cold, mm. it really hurts. And it's it one splits of those, like, his ear open. It's like, like fence yeah. metal as well, isn't it? And he proper cracks him. Yeah, it? and his ear splits open. It's like, oh God, that looks so fucking painful. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind like the people being you know, set on fire. And, <laughs> it's just that kid that was getting busted around the ear. Mm. <laughs> and then eventually, uh, shit goes down. Ellie has to step in to sort of take out, take care of the bullies, mm. and then they hightail it. Mm. So that shot, when you see, like, the way they're doing it is the bullies are. Um... Again, spoilers. Yeah. Well, they're literally they're holding him underwater in a swimming pool. Yeah. And I think the idea is they're either kind of literally drown him or they're just keeping him under there till he passes out. So yeah. They've kind of got like the big brother or whoever it is. That's so, it. Yeah. And um, yeah. So they're just holding him by the scruff of the neck underneath mm. the water, and, and that's all you see. Mm. Is the, the, is the whole shot, the whole scene takes place, but all you see is what's happening underwater. Mm. But everything else is you hear stuff, don't you? Mm. And you can like, hear like mu- really, really muffled screams. Yeah. And you see like an arm just float down, almost yeah. like that. Sh- shot in one of the Jaws movies but one of the good ones <laughs> yeah. um, and then I think the one that really got me is you see like another kid is like put under the water and you can see him just getting dragged at that's like it, 50 yeah. miles an hour through the water she's obviously mm. like holding him down and you're sprinting with him and you're like that's fucking creepy man yeah and it, I think it, yeah it, there's so much that you don't see mm. and it works in this oh, yeah. it definitely works um, you kind of and the, the, there are so many mysteries like I say all the things with this girl that you see going on like what the fuck did she just do what are mm. her eyes doing what's going on there um, yeah I think it works great it's really otherworldly like the... yeah and not just because it's set in Sweden in the 80s and we've mm. never been to Sweden but... <laughs> it's photography or the cinematography and it is just absolutely beautiful though like, yeah for a film that's predominantly white yeah like it's snowing all the time mm. the buildings are really cold looking like just really kind of I don't know, communist block looking, aren't mm. they? Well, I mean, if you like compare it to 30 Days a Night, which is pretty much got three colours in it, brown, white and red, mm. 
um, or black, obviously, for the clothing for the yeah. vampires. But like again, like because the, they're using pretty much the same colours, the, the look of the movies is completely freaking different. Yeah, but it's also yeah, got think... that like tungsten peel kind of look to it. Mm. Like, mm. I think a lot of Thirty Night is well, it's shot on a higher budget, different cameras. Obviously, mm. they have access to like sound studios yeah. and stuff like that. Whereas this, I actually don't know what the budget for this was. I don't think it was like a. It's not a big budget film no. at all. Um, but yeah, it got recognised for I think it was Empire's Film of the Year. In I think that um, actually it was Empire. I read about it in, um, mm. and I think it got released on DVD like a week later. Me and my yeah. friend, like we were quite liking, like just finding the odd like foreign horror movie or action movie. Yeah. So we just went out and we got this, and like me, normally me and him, we talk all the way through films. We'll have a laugh, like, we'll have a couple yeah. of bit. We sat in silence the entire film. <laughs> and we it, absolutely yeah. loved it. And don't be put off because it's not in English either. No. Because it's not heavy on dialogue. Nope. It's not. I mean, yeah, obviously there is dollar, but yeah, it's mm. not like super heavy and you can kind of get what's going on and it's not hard to fucking read, mm. is it? <laughs> that ending, though. Yeah. The ending's brilliant. Uh, yeah, but thing, yeah like, everyone's great in it. I think it is kind of hard to judge a performance if you... you know, how It's hard to judge like how someone's delivering lines... In a foreign language. In a foreign language. language. Speak the language other yeah. than the obvious emotions like sad, angry, happy, mm. whatever. Um... Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Check this one out. Oh, are we you're not going to talk about the ending? The very, very ending? Oh, on the train? Yeah. It's, the, it's one of those endings. You watch it and you think, oh, it's a happy ending. And then you stop and think about it. Because mm. that ain't a happy ending. How do you mean? How do you think? He's just become her new handler. Yeah. He, he is now the new old dude. He is now cursed for life. They walk around doing exactly what that poor old bastard had to do for it. That's what he's going to be doing for the next 50, 60 years. Yeah. Like that is it's like when you watch it, there's something really bleak about that, and I think for me that when I clocked that about a couple of hours after watching it, that changed the whole tone of the film for me. But also, the, like, is she like being friendly to him? Is she just setting looking up, for a new? Yeah, is she just setting up her new diamonds? I do know that the um, so they learn Morse code, don't they? To, to communicate through the walls. At the mm. end, he's tapping on the box and she's tapping back, mm. and they're tapping the Swedish word for kisses. Yeah, back and forth, which mm. is what's quite nice. Um, but yeah, and also the other thing is is. He is she gonna turn him, mm. or is he just gonna grow old, die, and then she finds someone else? That's it. That's her cycle, man. Who knows? Or, or is it? So, yeah, this is it. There's so many fucking questions in this film. Like, what's mm. going on? I guess everyone's got a theory, but mm. yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's it's popped up on a couple of lists of those kind of like movies that make you think twice. Mm. And what do you think? Oh, that's actually quite a nice, sweet ending. And you're like, actually, that's fucking horrible. Yes, and also like he's. They they essentially run away together. He's he's left his mother because mm. he doesn't have a dad. It's only his mum. So he's yeah. he's left his mum all by herself to run off across country somewhere mm. and live this like his poor mum. Yeah, because his mum's lovely. And then, but again, if like to change their whole dynamic, like if she has just been almost grooming him this whole time, like has mm. she just found this weird little outcast and like, you know, always made it look like oh no I'm, I'm a great alternative to everything and is it all just for selfish reasons that she's been doing it does she actually even give a shit about him like well I think so. otherwise she would have just killed him unless she saw I don't know again it could be like unless she saw the potential for it to you know be I the new know. guy like it's oh, go watch this damn movie <laughs> yeah. message us let us know what you think <clears throat> yeah it's fucking great it's one of my mm. favourites mm. I'd say definitely right last I didn't watch this. <laughs> Did you know? I mean, I haven't seen this. I was really, really relying on you for this I one. was so tired when I got home last night. I put it on. Mm. I started watching it and I went, 
I don't like Tom Hiddleston. I was surprised when you said you were going to watch this. And then I started watching Dracula Untold instead. <laughs> I didn't finish it because I was too tired. I get it. about Dracula Untold, man. Yeah. Only Love is Left Alive from 2013. It's the film we were going to talk about if one of us had watched it. But... And neither one of us has. No. I don't even know what it's about. It's Jim Jarmusch directed it, who I thought when I was, I was like, oh yeah, Jim Jarmusch. I actually realised I've actually seen one of his films, mm. which is Coffee and Cigarettes, which is a great, really good film. Um, but yeah, it stars Tilda Swinton, Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> Mia Wasik. Let me just bring this up. <laughs> uh, John Hurt's in it, Anthony Yelchin's in it, and Jeffrey Wright. Let's have a look, Let's have a look at this. I think I vaguely know the plot to it. He's Basically, the... he's a musician. Yeah. Who's a vampire, and I think Taylor Swinton plays his kind of. Oh, is this what happened to Lestat after Queen of the Dance? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Taylor yeah. <laughs> Swinton, I think, plays his kind of um, long lost love. Mm. And they get back together, and stuff happens. And I, here's the notes I wrote down. I'll show you. I hate Tom Hiddle twat, and then shit, shit. in big letters. Yeah, that's a lot of love going into that. Right? And that is literally everything I wrote about this film. I, I just I wasn't in the mood. I was tired, and I don't like Tom Hiddleston. Mm. But I started watching. I was like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. Mm. I just don't like his face. He's so smug. In every interview, it's like, oh, I get it. Tom Hiddleston's biggest fan is, is Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Sometimes you've just got to yodel, right? Mm -hmm. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I have heard nothing but good stuff about this It's film. got a 7.3 on IMDb. Yeah. Everyone says it's like, or well, I put a thing on Instagram, like, what's your favourite vampire film? So many people said only lovers left alive. Mm. So, you know, just because... Got one actor in it is a bit annoying, and it's I'm guessing kind of a bit of a slow burner. It's Jim Jarmusch. I'm guessing so. I mean, I can't think of anything else that Jim Jarmusch has done. So. Coffee and cigarettes, uh, Dead Man Walking, Broken Flowers. Uh, he's he's an indie. Dead Man Walking was that the whole Sean Johnny Penn? Depp? Oh right, that one. I'm thinking. I'm no, it's just called one. Dead Man. I think. Yeah, Dead Man the, Walking. Sean. The black Penn and white. And, um, Susan Sarandon. Yeah, no, sorry. The, the, the Jim Jarmusch film is the black and white western with Johnny Depp in it. I think it's just called Dead Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw that in uh, somewhere in Berlin. It was in a bar, I think, and they had it. It's like the most German fucking thing ever. They had this Jim Jarmusch film being projected onto the wall, the back wall of the bar, mm. like the whole wall. But the sound was off and they just played Interpol. All through the night. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus, I thought I'd been emo in my life. <laughs> Fuck. But I haven't seen it or other than the first 10 minutes. But yeah, everyone does go on about this film and say it is really good. So maybe one day when I'm not so tired, I will give it another go. Hmm. Righto. Yeah. Dracula Untold, uh, Dracula Untold was... Alright. It's an action movie. I it's didn't watch all of it. I think um, I've seen it. I halfway quite through? It. I did quite like it. Um, Charles Dance is really good as the super creepy vampire. Charles Dance okay. is always good. Of course he is. <laughs> and as we've said before, fucking terrifying. Yes. Yeah, um, I did, yeah. When it came on and he shows up, I was like, is that Charles Dance? Mm, it is, yeah. And you got, was it Dom Cooper as the bad guy? Ah, right, um, yes. Did you get to the big battle scene where he basically goes, oh, I'm a fucking vampire ninja now and takes on a whole army? 
Yeah, I think that's where my eyes are starting to open. Yeah, that's not when, I, when I said this is really reminding me of Castlevania, Lords of Shadow. That was ah. the scene I meant because the, the opening to the second game is essentially a very similar battle to that. Right. Um, which you get in the demo. I've never played the full game of the second one. The first one, Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, is epic. Um, it's really, really good. It's not really a Castlevania game. It's more Castlevania does God of War, but as in like the old original trilogy of God of War. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I talk about horror video games soon, that will not be on the list. Mm. Yes, I'm going to be doing some more research for that later on today. So, as in, like, there's a couple of games I need to play for it. But, mm. but we'll leave those for when we talk about them. Mm. Well, that's it. So that's that's like vam that's vampire movies, man. Yeah, there's some others, but no, that's, no. that's all the ones we're going to properly talk no. about. Any ones we haven't mentioned that you wanna... Daybreakers? I haven't seen it. But yeah, we remember the seen... name of it. It was Daybreakers. Yes. Yeah, and that is that is quite good. Uh, yeah, have you is... seen a film called The Hamiltons? No, about family vampires. Quite good. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, quite a good film. Uh, do you remember Dracula two thousand? <sighs> Don't <laughs> fuck with an antique dealer. Yeah, sadly yeah, I didn't watch that. Bad. Um, that was another new metal one though wasn't it because you yes, had the guy like, he spots yeah. monster magnet on the TV when he's yeah. excellent and it turns out that um, Dracula wasn't in fact Vlad the Impaler he was Judas Iscariot yes, and yes you have yes. to kill him by hanging him because apparently right. no one's tried hanging him in 2000 fucking years <laughs> yeah. uh, Salem's Law is a good one mm. uh, that's getting a, yeah that's getting a remake isn't it yes and yes you were saying James Wan's doing it yes mm. and yeah first it's supposed to be good but I haven't seen it uh, yeah, that's it. Done. Oh. Cool. Thanks for coming. Well, oh. showing up, but yeah. <laughs> listening. He means listening. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make up. So next is video games. Yes, horror video games. I get to do a talkie. Yeah, I'm going to just sit here and drink rum. Sweet. <laughs> I might join you. It's great. I haven't got to write anything down. I ain't nah. got to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and be like, yeah, but yeah, wait, this is like time sync though. Like you want to research a movie, you watch it, you look up some stuff online. I want to finish a game. That's normally like fifteen hours just to get through the damn thing. So it was your idea. It was my idea. <laughs> this is oh, you made me get back into horror. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, finally, going to get some more Resident Evil Seven done later. Ah uh, yes. Um, I still haven't finished that, um, and then I'm going to be. Um, there's a couple of games I need to go through for it, but. Mm. Yeah, but we would not be talking about Resident Evil because we've already talked a lot about Resident Evil. Yes. Mm. Um, yes, that'll be next time. And after that, well, it'll be Halloween by then. Oh, yeah. Or that'll be the next thing I guess to talk about. And then it'll be Christmas. And then it'll be a new decade. And hopefully we can put this pile of shit decade behind us and just... Move forward. Move forward mm. into the roaring 20s. Woo! I can't wait to say that. Ah, oh, it's the 20s, man. Yeah, bring back swing dancing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like jazz clubs and Getting speakeasies. Pinstripes and a waistcoat. Yeah. I mean, fashion always comes back around, but mm. who knows? This could be the time we actually get a decent steampunk movement. <laughs> I'm all for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bioshock, right? Uh, well, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Um, until next time. Bye-bye.